time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. This is the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. And boy, we're going to give you a great roadmap to follow for your financial future on today's show. Walter Storholt here alongside Glenn Mosseller. He's the registered financial consultant and founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting with an office in Greensboro on Mears Chapel Road. You can find us online at greensbororetirement.com. Schedule a free consultation, listen to past podcasts, tap into lots of great information there as well. On today's podcast, we're going to give our dollars a purpose. We're going to assign mission statements to your dollars, to your money, to help you develop a sound strategy for the overall portfolio. So we have seven mission statements that we're going to identify on the podcast today. And then, Glenn, we'll look for you to kind of give us details as to why these are important mission statements, why these are important, you know, jobs to give our dollars purposes for certain dollars that are in our funds. So mission statement number one, we need an emergency fund for our dollars, and we need to have, you know, a segment of our money portioned out for this particular purpose. Why? Well, because like you say, Walter, I mean, there, there's always an emergency that can come up, right? Or unexpected things. It doesn't necessarily have to be like a critical thing, but, but at the same time, you always have the unexpected, right? And it's always good to have some liquidity and access to capital that you can tap into and that you are able to handle, you know, the out of the ordinary. Because if you don't, then you end up in a, in a scenario where you either have to maybe borrow the funds and maybe pay interest that you didn't really want to pay, or and maybe sometimes it ends up being, you know, a little bit higher interest because it's consumer debt. Or you might end up having to draw money out of an account that maybe is designed or, or, or has a uh, function of being longer term money or retirement money or money that you don't plan on tapping into, you know, for further out. So it's always a good idea to have just the that emergency fund that's accessible, it's easy. You know, probably a good rule of thumb is to have, you know, maybe six months to possibly a year. I mean, that would be, you know, in terms of your overall expenses and in terms of if something happens, particularly if you're still in your working years, you know, and it's like what happens if you lose your job or what happens if your spouse loses your job or something like that happens. You want to make sure that those expenses are covered and you want to make sure that there's money there to tap into if you have an unexpected something that comes up, you know, that life will always throw you curveballs. So it's, it's, it's a good idea to have that emergency fund ready and able to fill that bill. Sets our foundation, certainly. And then we have mission statement number two, and that's for the big ticket items, the things that we can kind of foresee, I guess, coming down the pike. Sure. That's exactly right, Walter. I mean, you know that they're coming, right? It might be a car or it might be a roof on the house or it might be something even possibly a little bit smaller. Maybe it's a you know, washer dryer or you know, refrigerator, you know, things that are a little bit out of the ordinary that you're not normally going to pay for out of your, you know, your regular monthly cash flow. Right. And so, you know, if you know that they're going to be coming, maybe that's where you set some money aside and you say, OK, well, this is likely to wear out in this amount of time. And then you kind of have have an idea of how you segmented money off for those big ticket items or at least know how, you know, how and where you're going to draw the money from. It might be different depending upon your, you know, what situation, you know, you have and, and where you're, you know, the different assets that you have and where you've saved money. But you want to know how you're going to fund that because, you know, like I say, your situation and, and your neighbor's situation might be different, but you both need to have ways of knowing how you're going to pay for those big ticket items because they come up from time to time. You know, even in retirement, you know, you, you think, well, you know, this is probably going to be the last car I ever have, you know, and then and then maybe, you know, something happens to the car or it breaks down, you know, prematurely, or maybe you started taking a few more trips and suddenly you got a lot more miles on it 
And it's like, oh, my goodness, I'm going to have to buy another car. I'm going to have to buy a car sooner <laughs> than I thought. Yeah. Well, you know, that's something, again, you, you want to make sure that you have money earmarked for just those types of things. Yeah, we're at the uh, 210,000 mile mark on one vehicle and uh, 165 on another. So we may be, uh, you know, entering that equation at some point soon. Speaking of big ticket items, something that's on our mind, certainly. And I'm sure a lot of Sounds people like get, get yeah. into that same scenario. I don't want to give up the one that has 210 on it. I love I love my Chevy Tahoe, man. I don't want to get rid of that thing. <laughs> I'm going to try and drive it until the wheels fall off of it. And uh, sometimes that's not a bad strategy when you've, if you've got a vehicle you like a lot. This is a really important one, Glenn. Mission statement number three is developing predictable monthly income. That sounds great. I'm sure that uh, you know the execution of this is a little bit more nuanced and a little bit more complex, right? Oh, you're absolutely right, Walter. And you know, I mean, when you're in retirement, it's like, well, hey, you don't have a you don't have a paycheck coming anymore. It's like you're what we would call permanently unemployed, right? But you're unemployed by choice, and so we we have to still think though. You're you still have monthly bills. Right. You still have a need for monthly income. And certainly most oftentimes, you know, you know, either you know, right away when you retire or soon thereafter, you know, Social Security is going to probably play into, into the mix. There might be a pension. There might be, you know, you might have retirement accounts, you know, set aside. You know, maybe maybe your spouse is still working. But we need to know where that monthly income is going to be coming from, because that's how the world works. Right. I mean, you, you have you have those monthlies, right? You know, the, the monthly on the, you know, the, maybe the, the power bill at the house or the gas bill or, you know, the, maybe the grocery bill or whatever the case may be, you know, that we need to have that predictable income because those expenses, you know, you know, they come up often a lot of them come up, you know, once a month. So we need to know how are we going to cover that? You know, do we have a predictable income plan that's going to last us through retirement that we know that it's going to keep our money lasting as long as it needs to? And that's a really important strategy, and we've really got to make sure that we have that covered and not just think, oh, well, I've got so much money, I've got X number of dollars set aside, and that should last me, and I'll just tap into it whenever I need it. That's not a strategy. That's a, Now you're going to just be hoping that, that things kind of work out. you really got to make sure that, hey, you've got predictable, reliable income that is going to be there month in, month out, year in, year out. Yeah, hugely important to do that as well. So, again, to recap, first three mission statements – have your emergency fund, get your big ticket items taken care of, and create that predictable monthly income. But we can't just look at creating that income. We still, if we're going to be retired for 20 or 30 years, or maybe more in some cases, we've still got to worry about growth. And that should be mission statement number four. Sure, Walter. Now, that doesn't mean that you're going to have the same idea about growth that you had when you were maybe in your 20s and 30s and 40s, right? But you still, if you're in your retirement years, you're going to have a, at least a portion of your money that, that needs to be continuing to grow, right? Because like you say, you're going to have inflation. You might look to see if there's ways of being able to have an increasing income, you know, on a, on a monthly basis. You know, that can be growth as well. It doesn't necessarily mean that the that the underlying asset has to grow. I mean, you you may you may enter a you know a financial product that gives you an, an you know an income that that you know that's going to be there throughout. But there are some products out there that will give you a potential increasing income over time, and that can be a form of growth as well. You you really just kind of want to think of what your situation is you know, where you are, what do you need, 
and almost everybody is going to need some element of growth. The question is, is you know, how are you going to handle that and, and, and what money is going to be fitting into that piece of the puzzle, so to speak? And not all your money should be dialed in for growth, but a, certainly a portion, a portion of it should be, just like we've talked about the other mission statements. You know, you, you kind of have to think in terms of, well, I've got this portion of money has this job and this money over here has that job. And if you think about it that way, I think you're going to find yourself in a much better position through time and, you know, and throughout your retirement years. Well, some of this hasn't been real fun talking about, you know, having to worry about cars going kaput, you know, with the big ticket items. And nobody likes saving money for the emergency fund and having it just sit there and not being able to utilize that, you know, relatively liquid cash. So let's introduce a little bit of fun. And that would be mission statement number five, making room for the entertainment, for the fun money. Right. Like you say, that one's the fun one, right? And and people <laughs> people will typically figure that one out pretty fast, right? So it's not unusual for folks to say, okay, well, this is my fun money, or I'm going to go do this, and let's plan the vacation, or let's plan on, you know, let's go out to eat, and let's do all the things that, you know, that you want to be able to do to enjoy yourself. And certainly, you know, everybody should have a portion of money that's, that's segmented for that. He's got to make sure that it, again, you, you know where the uh, boundaries are so that that doesn't start creeping into the emergency fund and or, you know, some of the other funds that we're talking about. If you do and you, and you start, you know, stealing from Peter to pay Paul, now all of a sudden, you know, eventually it will catch up to you. So, you know, have your fun money, have your fun time, but make sure that you're, you're not kind of uh, cheating a little bit on that one, which some people will tend to do. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point, Glenn, and you're right about that. But important to uh, you know keep that in mind. You know, you don't want to, you know, kind of schedule yourself from a financial standpoint of not being able to have any of that flexibility, any of that fun money. You've worked your whole life, you know, so hard to try and create some of this free time. Better create part of the budget to be able to utilize it and, and enjoy it. We have two more mission statements to get through, Glenn. This next one is a biggie. Number six, healthcare. Yeah, healthcare is a big deal, uh, especially you know you think about well you know when do you end up you know getting most of your healthcare right? It's it's at the beginning of life and in the retirement years when you're you know little kids you know they they go to the doctor seemingly all the time right and then you reach a point where it's like you're kind of grown up and then you know you still go to your you know your checkups and your annuals and things like that but you know you stay pretty healthy for most people for many 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 years. And then, you know, you, you make that transition from working and then retiring and then the whole the whole health care system changes. You know, you go to Medicare and then we have to start thinking about long term care and and all of those things start to play a role. And invariably, you know, that's when you're going to start seeing the doctor a little bit more often from time to time. So it's you, you have to think, well, how am I going to how am I going to make sure that that's funded properly? So one of the first things you do when you make that transition is, is understanding Medicare and making sure that, you know, you have either, you know, Medicare supplement or Medicare Advantage plan that, that will work with, you know, the traditional Medicare and give you the care that you need, you know, when you need to go see the doctor. But then again, you know, you, you've, if you've got, you know, significant assets saved, you know, for your nest egg that you're going to be drawing from for income or for legacy planning, then you want to think in terms of, well, you know, how am I going to cover this risk of long-term care? Right. Because, you know, everybody knows the situations and, you know, maybe even really close in their own family where they've seen, you know, literally, you know, five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars a month go out the door, you know, for long term care and in nursing homes and things like that. So you really have to think, well, you know, how am I going to cover that? You know, am I going to be able to cover that? Or maybe, you know, position part of my money to hedge that risk, you know, and, and then, it, you know, it covers part of it. And then maybe your Social Security can, can help 
cover the rest of it. But it's certainly something that needs to go into the overall plan, and you need to have a, an idea of, of how you're going to pay for those things or how they're going to be paid for. Otherwise, you, you might be kind of out of luck and caught by surprise. You know, I, I talked to a number of people, obviously, some folks, you know, come in, you know, to a workshop or, you know, or, or that type of thing. And your know, questions will come out and they'll, they'll ask about this and they'll ask about that. And, and some people will say, well, I'm not going to need long term care. And I was like, well, that's fascinating. How do you know that? And it's like, well, I've never, you know, my, nobody in my family's ever needed to do that. And I, you know, I don't think I will either. And you have to say, well, you know, maybe that's going to be the case. But unfortunately, or fortunately, depending upon how you look at it, the people are living longer and longer. And so the longer you live, the more the odds go up that that's something that's going to come into play. And so you just want to make sure that you've got some strategy that's put in place there to help you hedge that so that you make sure that you're taken care of, that your spouse is taken care of, and that you're able to do the things for your loved ones that you really want to do. Yeah, healthcare is just such a big piece of the equation, and so many of us want to stick our heads in the sand when it comes to that conversation, but it's so important to address it head on and make sure that we are making the right choices there and uh, putting ourselves in a position to succeed. And if you're not planning for healthcare, you're just going to put yourself in trouble, really, trying to be ready for it. Last but not least, mission statement number seven, and this is looking beyond to the next generation, perhaps. What kind of legacy we want to build? And that can be one of the mission statements. I would say, though, Glenn, this one is optional for some folks, right? Maybe it's the, the previous six you need to have in your plan. Number seven is a bit optional, but still for a lot of people becomes uh, an important mission statement to kind of round things off. Oh, no doubt about it, Walter. I mean, that's one of the that's one of the key questions and and topics that we cover when we you know we sit down with somebody in a discovery session and to to really see you know see where they are and what they want. And I've talked to I don't know how many people at this point. And when we start talking about legacy and leaving things for kids and grandkids, you know, I I get all kinds of answers all over the spectrum. You know, I'll have folks say, well, yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. We've got to leave leave this you know to this person, and we got to leave that to that person, and we absolutely positively. Need Need to have this, this, and this happen. Then I have other folks that'll say, you know what, you know, if there's anything left over, then that's, you know, then that's fine. I mean, they, I'm, I'm, you know, we're going to leave those things to them, but at the same time, you know, we're not going to deprive ourselves, and we're going to, we're going to have the retirement that we want to have, and and so that, you know, we're not going to really worry about that, you know, in terms of the legacy planning. And then there's obviously those are the kind of the extremes, and then you see everything in between. And so what I would say is, is that when we start thinking about legacy. We have to have financial strategies, obviously, and it's probably also a very good thing to make sure that you're that you have all the legal documents in place. You know, whether that be a will or a trust or, you know, there's a number of things that need to be there as well as, you know, your powers of attorney. All of those things need to come into play because, unfortunately, at the end of life, sometimes, you know, some things can fall through the cracks. And if they're not addressed properly on the legal side and also the financial side, you know, you can end up having a lot of your life's work just, you know, slip away and not go to the people that you really care about. So you want to make sure that you put those pieces in place. And it's very, very important to make sure that your your legal planning and your financial planning are, is on the same page. You know, I've seen situations where, you know, somebody comes in and their, their parents had passed away, right, talking to the adult child. And, you know, they say, well, you know, mom and dad, they had done this and they had this trust or this will. And then they had the financial consultant over here, the financial planner over there. And unfortunately, the two things weren't lined up. And so the, there weren't as many choices that there could have been. 
and maybe there ends up having extra taxes being paid or, you know, causing, you know, inheritance to go a little bit differently than, than what they had originally planned or thought that it was going to go. And it's a challenge, but it's really important to make sure that just because you've gone to see an attorney to cover the legal side and you may be working with a financial professional, you know, to cover some things over on that side of the, of the fence, so to speak, if the right hand and the left hand don't know what the other is doing, then unfortunately there are times when where money can fall through the cracks and we really want to make sure that that does not happen. Well, if you have any of these mission statements that haven't been addressed in your own financial plan, I do encourage you to reach out to Glenn and get a review of your financial situation and your financial plan. 336-291-3535 is the number to call. We've covered seven important mission statements for your money on today's podcast. And if you're lacking in one of these areas, sometimes a simple phone call can put you on the right track to making sure that it gets addressed soon. 336-291-3535. If you prefer, you can also go online to schedule an appointment or a a conversation with Glenn. GreensboroRetirement.com is the place to go. That's GreensboroRetirement.com. And you can just click on the banner that says free consultation down there at the bottom of the page. You can do that from desktop or mobile device. GreensboroRetirement.com. Glenn, thanks for walking through these seven financial mission statements with us, and we'll look forward to talking to you on the next podcast. See you, Walter. All right, we appreciate it very much. That's Glenn Mosseller on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Thanks for listening. 